Revenue Rhino. I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. We're interviewing successful sales and marketing leaders and discussing ways in which they're building lifelong relationships with their customers. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Stefan Hittebrandt from Dream Data as co-founder and chief revenue officer. Stefan, it's really nice to have you on. Thank you, Brad. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to our conversations. Yeah, I'm really excited. So first off, tell me a little bit about yourself and about your company. Yeah, so I think as my background, I come from different kind of B2B marketing and growth roles. So I've been doing <laughs> everything from uh, doing kind of a vintage music industry instrument platform to like working at Upwork, the biggest freelancer platform in the world. And then in my former company, selling uh, screen sharing devices to schools and businesses and met a lot of pain doing B2B marketing, had my former jobs. And uh, now I'm a co-founder of a company trying to nail this puzzle of doing B2B marketing uh, and growth, which is uh, dream data today. Where you can call it a B2B attribution or revenue attribution for B2B companies. Essentially, we're trying to explain every time you sell something in a B2B company, what journey did that customer take before they bought your product? And by customer, I actually mean an, an account. So it's a, we're looking at a group of people that over typically three to six to 12 months of time has some first touches. They have a lot of interactions and then suddenly they're closed as, as one in the, in the CRM system. So that's kind of what we're trying to address at Dream Data. I love it. So what does a typical customer look like for you guys and what's the engagement like and all that kind of stuff? So kind of, you know, our ideal customer profile is somewhere around the... B2B, software as a service, preferably a funded company and somewhere around 50 to 500 employees. And I can kind of uh, unpack that a little bit. So we do attribution for B2B, which means that whenever we're looking at, we're always regarding people as part of an account and not as an individual. So it's not me or you who's buying a pair of running shoes, but it's some people who are connected to an account who's part of a journey. And then we focus on particularly software as a service or highly digital companies because we want to be doing something as close as possible to what you can call closed loop attribution, meaning that you do your marketing growth investment online. You have inside salespeople who sit with a computer and call their customers through digital software. And then ideally, they also deliver their product online because then kind of you have the very first steps all the way through to all the engagement with sales, customer success, all the way through to your customer using the product. Then you can actually do quite a good attribution when you have all those touches digitalized mm. as opposed to kind of you, as we did in my old company, we sold hardware. So you'd have the investment online. You've had this like sales cycle online perhaps as well with demo calls, meeting stakeholders, etc. But then when the customer would buy the product, they would do that through uh, resellers or channels or whatever you, you call it. So you actually complete the journey, but then you have no clue where the box ends up in the end. And that makes, you can say, revenue attribution, which we obsess about, harder. Totally. They have big attribution pains, but it's harder to deliver a good solution for them. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, I think so. And would it be correct to say that revenue attribution really solves the problem of mapping out that customer journey and figuring out which activities we should spend our time on, you know, which ones lead to the sale and to revenue and all that kind of stuff? Yes. So we very deliberately talk about revenue attribution as opposed to like traditional marketing attribution in Dream Data. And we do that because in B2B, nobody's going to buy like a six-figure deal because they clicked on a Facebook ad or a LinkedIn ad or something like that. Sales has a lot of touches. Perhaps customer success needs to go through a lot of Q&A and perhaps marketing needs to do webinars, etc. So we're saying we want any digital touch that you have available and we're going to put that into the journey of each account. And then on top of this, you can apply opinions, which would be your attribution models. Mm. But the first, the thing that comes first is getting all the data into the right place because you can do as many attribution models you want, but they're all going to be wrong if you're only sitting on 20% of the journey. Yeah, totally. So, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, as you were asking kind of, then given you you have done your very best to get get as much of your journey into those account journeys, you're probably still only going to end up with 70 or 80% of what's actually going wrong. And I think this is the place where you need to think about what attribution or what an attribution tool can do. And it's hopefully it can help you gain confidence on what you should do next. And like getting to 70 or 80% will still put you in a lot of lot better position than I see some uh, ranting and flaming on LinkedIn saying that, Hey, you can't track everything. And then you shouldn't track anything at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very unlike how I think about it. I think you should get as much data as you have into one place. And then you need to apply common sense <laughs> on top of that. And then you can make decisions and coming back to what you didn't get out of attribution. One thing is that, if you have all the touches of each account, that makes up for a pretty good conversation with the salespeople about, look, these were the accounts we closed last month. These were all the touches. On most of the deals, two-thirds of the touches were marketing. So I guess we're providing some sort of value. <laughs> or the salesperson can sit when he has the demo and look back at what did the account actually do before he arrived at the demo. And lastly, kind of the demand gen people, the paid marketing guys, gets an opportunity to, to look at not just at the campaigns that collect leads, but also the leads that go far down the funnel. And it's those campaigns you want to do more of. So really, it helps you do more of what works and stop doing what what doesn't work that well. Yeah, totally. So you have a really unique vantage point because not only do you do the sales and marketing for your own organization, at being chief revenue officer, but you also see what a lot of other companies are doing when it comes to revenue attribution <laughs> and data and all that kind of stuff. What's yeah. the status of it out there? Like, what are companies doing most of the time? And what are some of the companies that you see performing best doing when it comes to this? A lot of uh, thoughts come to mind. I think, first of all, I think that the those who get the most out of this attribution discipline is people that is companies who commit to actually digitalizing their efforts. So it's saying to those cowboy salespeople that just sit with their own phone and call customers and ship invoices, 
Now you go into this platform and when you call the customer, you click this button. So the software actually records a, or creates a digital touch. It's if you do your customer success from your Gmail inbox, then you move into Sendesk or Intercom. So it's like going through all the departments of your organization and making sure that they actually is trackable what they do. And then it's also the ones that actually jumps into attribution. And there's that Chinese verb about the best time to plant the tree was 20 years ago and the second best is now. So I think the ones that we see getting the best results out of is, is actually people who start attributing. And then by seeing what information is available on that account journey, they realize, oh, we actually have some more touches that we can get in there rather than waiting for the day that never comes when their data is perfect. And then they can start to do uh, attribution. Totally. I love that. So what gets you excited this year? What are you guys planning? What's the trajectory of uh, Dream Data this year? So we're taking a path that is not too many people in our industry stepping on, which is the offering a free option. So you can actually trial Dream Data before you actually have to buy. And if you look all across the industry, it's kind of take this leap of faith with this order form and you're committed for 12 months, and then we'll start building. We've actually come to a maturity now that we've standardized the biggest CRM system so we can work with them. That would be your, like the HubSpot, the Salesforce, the Close.io, Pipedrive, and I think one or two more, where we can actually offer a free option to these companies. And I think there's no B2B marketer in the world who's not struggling with attribution. So I think the opportunity to offer a free offering that helps solve B2B attribution should be, (laughs) I have felt the pain myself, so I know it should be a massive opportunity. So for me, (laughs) it's now a question of finding the biggest speaker in the world so I can tell all the B2B marketers that we can actually solve this thing for them at at a very affordable price point. Totally. I love that. So, but then comes kind of, yeah, just sorry to interrupt, Brad, but then I, we've traditionally been, been, been selling through this kind of run ads, do content, book a demo, and then kind of this, then there's the sales fund, the typical steps. And now we've introduced this kind of, I don't know if you call it product-led step where kind of come in, sign up, connect your things, and then we start selling to you. And it's a, it's a different sales process and different mechanics that you need to figure out, but we feel like we're on the right path because like who doesn't want to show uh, or who doesn't want to sell with a proof of concept <laughs> rather than just this leap of faith. Uh, so yeah. we're constantly tweaking these mechanics, trying to learn how to sell with product led rather than uh, marketing or sales led approaches. Like that. Let's shift gears a little bit. And yeah. you obviously have a lot of experience in sales and marketing and, you know, being in between those two teams and seeing this a lot of your customers, what advice would you give to other companies and other leaders out there when it comes to doing sales and marketing well and really doing a, an excellent job as we head into this year? Hmm. That's a little bit tough one. If we start with the marketing one, maybe that goes across the board, but I would advise all companies to constantly have conversations about what is it that we do and how does this connect to us getting more pipeline and getting more revenue. And if the stories and activities that you you tell cannot be like directly linked to you making more revenue, I would seriously stop what I'm doing uh, right now. 
And then next thing is that, okay, if we have a narrative where we can actually explain how our activities link us to more revenue, then you need to move on to actually being able to, to deliver proof that the narrative you've established is true. So that means becoming able to actually track from the very first touch until the very last touch and until the deal closes. Because when you have those two things in hand, you have the story, you have the proof, then you can go to your CEO and say, give me more budget because I can prove that this is working. And you want to act data-driven and you know, intuition is good, but it's even better if it's backed up by, like, by data. That's awesome. Well, any last thoughts or words of wisdom at all when it comes to any of this stuff, any of the topics we discuss? I think the most important thing when, when trying to do attribution is to start now and don't wait because the day where the data is perfect for it will never come. And you should remember that this tracking and data and attribution game is all about competitive advantage. If you know more than your competitor, you can exploit it to grow faster. I think that's the most important narrative because there's so much talk, particularly on LinkedIn, about you can't attribute everything, so you should give up. That's completely wrong. You should get as much insights as you can, and then you should act based on that with a like you know a pinch of gut feeling and intuition as well. Love it. Hey, well, thanks so much for joining the podcast, sharing all your wisdom and insights, and it was awesome to learn more about revenue attribution with you here today. <laughs> I hope you, you find it useful. Totally. Thanks. Thanks, man.